Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer, with tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports. You can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. If your first bet's up to $1,000, if it doesn't win, you get another shot to cash in. You can throw down all the major action, baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with the same game parlay spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Yeah, you have the Wyndham Championship coming up on August 4th in the, the next PGA event. Hey, maybe bet a futures bet on Aaron Judge. You think he's going to break the home run, home run record? He's hot right now. What is he at, 43? So that might be an interesting bet. Why not throw some bucks down on it? Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 231 of the big show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? It's fight week, folks. Here it comes. We're here. We're almost there. August 6th, the River Creek Casino in Edmonton, Alberta. Ice Wars 2. And uh, and that's what today's show is. It is the Ice Wars 2 preview show. And I brought in some, oh, I brought in some characters for that. Once again, just like we did the fir- for the first Ice Wars, um, I brought back uh, Alec from the Five for Fighting podcast, as well as Jay, uh, otherwise known as UHL Legends, on Facebook. And um, I've had them on the show a number of times, but uh, I wanted to get them in uh, back on for the preview for this for this uh, second event. And uh, yeah, I always have fun with those guys. And oh, the shenanigans were flying, and beers were flying, and we were joking and laughing and. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we were on the, oh, it was, we were like three old, three old ladies in a knitting circle. I think we were on the phone for four hours, I think, yammering about whatever to hit and record now and again. But, uh, 
yeah, Alex sitting there playing video game. We're yapping away, and we talked about, uh, oh, we had lots of fun and uh, joking. And, and uh, like I said, it's like, yeah, it's a virtual thing, but at the same time, it felt like, you know, just, you know, three three dudes just hanging out in the basement with the, some fights on and drinking beers. And uh, and that's kind of what the, the vibe that I was going for in terms for the listeners. I want it to feel like it's in your basement um, and you're, you know, you're all sitting around and the lazy boys on the couches and, uh, drinking beer and, and bullshitting. And that's, you know, that's the, the, the vibe I'm going for. So, and I think we, we were fairly successful with that. So, uh, and, uh, but right off the top, like I said, we, we broke down the cruiserweight tournament and then the eight single bouts that are going to be happening. Um, again, we, we, bro- we mentioned it a number of times in the, in the episode, um, a lot of the guys and the, the newer competitor or the new competitors, uh, in this, in this tournament, um, there are some guys that, you know, there was just no footage on. And some of them are just like boxers that, you know, played AAA midget hockey back in the day, but now they, and then they got into MMA and did boxing and, and that type of thing. So there's no video on them in terms of playing. And, uh, so, uh, we, we, we said we're not going to insult the listeners, um, by acting like we know or making some shit up or, you know, I mean, we talk, we talk out of our ass enough. We don't need to start adding to it, but no, we, we're, we're straight up. We say we just, and it's no disrespect to the, to the fighters. We just, there's no video, you know, available that we could find on these guys. So we weren't going to comment on them. I mean, we, we mentioned, you know, we mentioned each fight and, and the guys and, you know, where they're from and, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah, in turn, we don't really throw in our two cents when, you know, we've never obviously laid eyes on them. So, um, and there's a few guys like that in this tournament. So it'll be, uh, you know, so we're going into it just like the listeners are. We'll, we'll see what the, what the new guys bring and we're really looking forward to it. And I think the cruiserweight tournament is going to be fantastic. And, uh, that's going to be great. And then the eight single bouts and of course the main event, Amesbury versus Swanson, which I think is going to be an epic bout. And, um, and we actually in the, um, I'm obviously doing the intro here after I'm obviously after we're done recording the whole thing. Um, but, um, in the, we didn't look that we didn't read the fine print, but the main event fight with Amesbury and Swanson is a three round fight. Normally all the single bouts are, two one minute rounds and that's kind of what we were assuming the main event was uh but upon further review it is actually three one minute rounds so um not that that would change our decision at all but um as you're listening to that ep- that part of the ep- that well obviously that's the last part of the episode is the main event fight that's the last thing we talk about um at the time we like i said we assumed it was two rounds but it's actually three so um, yeah, so, but that's going to be an outstanding main event fight. And I've talked to both guys. I know both guys are taking training super seriously and, uh, yeah. And they're coming in, in shape, better shape this one than they were in the first one. And they were both good in the first one, but you know, they've, they've gone through it now. They're focused and, uh, it's a big fight for both guys and they're taking it serious. And like I said, all the guys are like, well, Justice Smoke, former guest of the show, course he won his first round matchup last year or his first his fight in the first one well he's in the cruiserweight tournament dude lost like 45 pounds in like a month and a half to get ready to qualify for the cruiserweight tournament and uh so he's taking it and he's been putting videos up online of him fighting and 
like I said, you got Justin Schmidt, who was the pro hockey fight leader this year with 24 fights in the Federal League. He's in the Cruiserweight Tournament. Uh, I know Travis Check, Dallas Otto, uh, Taylor McNeil, all those guys from the Palomino senior hockey team there. Um, they're all taking it serious and training every day. And so this, these guys aren't just, uh, just, oh yeah, okay, I could do that and let's, let's show up with my skates that I haven't been on in 10 years and let's do it. No, these guys are taking this serious and, uh, it is going to be a fun tournament to watch and just a whole, just a real fun event. And I really hope people out there listening, um, just, it's on Fight TV on pay-per-view. It's 1999. Seriously, get a bunch of the boys in the basement, have a watch party. Everybody brings some beers, sit around. It's 20 bucks. Everyone's got $20. Let's support the event. Um, I brought it up. I brought it up in a couple episodes now. I will, it bears repeating. Uh, I'll say it again. I will, I am going to be in Edmonton this week to watch it. Um, I'm going to be there live. Yes, I will be filming stuff and putting it up on my social media, Fourth Line Voice on Twitter, as well as Fourth Line Voice on Facebook. On Facebook, it's F-O, you gotta write, spell it out, I couldn't use the number, F-O-U, blah, blah, blah. Fourth Line Voice on Facebook, uh, follow the account. I will be constantly putting up video. I will shoot live, um, hoping from ringside. Um, but I have said this before and I will say it again. Do not expect me, and I'm not going to, I am not recording like the whole fight and putting it up on, on YouTube for, or on Facebook or on my YouTube channel for free. I'm not, I wouldn't do that to AJ. I'm not doing that to the event. I will do maybe a walk-in or film a quick 10 seconds of a fight or something like that and put it up just to give people the flavor and kind of the vibe and the live, the live sense of being in the crowd when it's on. Um, I did that for the last event. But I did, the reason I bring this up is because I had people during the live event last, last time sending me private messages and whatever. Oh, dude, film the whole fight. I want to see the final or I want to see Amesbury and Sawyer in the final or whatever. (coughs) Pardon me. I'm not doing that. So don't even ask. And I did say to every person that sent me that, quit being cheap and go on Fight TV and for $20, you can go buy the replay then. And, uh, you know, cause I'm not doing that. Don't, ask, don't even ask me this time to do that. Cause I'm not going to, um, like I said, I will film bits and pieces to give people the feeling of it and what's going on live, but I am not, rec- I'm not going to record the whole Amesbury Swanson main event and put it on my YouTube channel two minutes after the fight's done. I'm not, don't expect to do, uh, it's not happening. So enough. So don't even ask. So I would hope everyone out there, um, just, just buy it, just buy it. Seriously, it's $20. Buy the event, Fight TV, and support it. And that way we can get a nice horse three, four, five, and six, you know, on and on. And, uh, you know, and at some point I know AJ wants to obviously bring it down to the United States. And, and then maybe you could go to an event live. Because I know I'm sure he'll be doing them in Philly and New York and, and all the major markets if this thing can get really rolling. So, and then you'll have an opportunity to see it live. But... If people are going to, and I'm sure because there's somewhere out there, I'm sure there's a hack or something for Fight TV. Oh, I can pirate it for free. Really? We're pirating stuff that's $20? Like, you know, and I'm, hey, I'm not going to say I've never pirated a UFC event or some WWE pay-per-view back in the day. I'm, you know, I, 
hands up, guilty as charged. Yeah, but those things were also $59.99, not $19.99. So not that it makes it any better, but I'm thinking if anybody could have, if anybody could afford to lose a few bucks, it's the UFC. I think Ice Wars is on a pretty thin budget to begin with. So, you know, it's sort of like stealing from the mom and pop shop a little bit. So I don't think we really need to do that. So we're all adults listening to this. So 20 bucks, let's support the cause. And like I said, the more, and the more paper buys we get, the more the Amesburys and Swansons of the world can get paid for doing this. You know, I mean, they're getting paid regard, but you know what I mean? Hey, revenue goes up, salaries go up. It's, it, uh, hands in hands. So pirating does not do that. So I hope everybody pays the money. So, but anyway, having said that, um, yes, I had a lot of fun talking to, uh, to Jay and, uh, Alec about this. And, uh, like I said, we were, the beers were flying and, uh, we were just hanging out and, yapping our faces off and oh I, I don't even know I, it was like three or four hours I think we talked between things and and like I said it was always like a virtual basement almost we just hung out and watched fights and yapped and had fun so and that and I wanted to bring that to you recorded it and bring it to you guys just uh you know three idiots sitting around talking about fights so um I hope you uh feel like you, you were in the basement with us when we were when we we're talking about this so um but like I said, I'm going to be in Edmonton this week. I won't be back home until Tuesday. Um, so obviously Sunday, there is, there will be an episode on Sunday. Um, and it's not going to be, I am not recording anything from my hotel room and doing some recap show. Um, that will be Wednesday's episode. Next Wednesday will be Darren's review of his Edmonton trip and the whole Ice Wars 2 review and whatever other shenanigans I can get into. Um, no, Sunday, I have actually, I recorded an episode today, or I recorded an interview today, uh, very early this afternoon with, uh, Jeremy Cornish, former guest of the show. He was actually way back when, he was episode 21, and we talked junior and we talked his whole career then. It was a great interview. A really nice guy. I really enjoyed talking to him. Um, and of course, he lives in the UK now, so there's like a seven, eight hour time difference. So, um, trying to get him on, you know, you know, there's some scheduling that has to go on and whatever. Finally able to uh, touch base today. And uh, it, once again, we returned the uh, five toughest opponents series. And uh, we talked about that. But he also threw in his five toughest or toughest teammates. And um, yeah, so we talked for about an hour and he shared some funny stories. And, uh, and like I said, great guest, great guy. Always enjoy talking to Jeremy. I definitely want to get him on a third time. I said, we'll come up with some topics to talk about. And actually, we touch on it in this interview. Uh, you know, no, he's a tough guy with a great. Go to those. Go to Paul UK Fight Channel. He's got a Jeremy Cornish. He's got his whole player DVD right, like right on his channel. He just updated it. Um, go watch that. I'm telling you, boy. You the Melnichuk, McAllister. You know, on and on. Schmier, on and on. He fought everybody and uh, was a toe to toe fighter and. Yeah, lots of fun to watch fight. Outstanding fight card. So definitely go check up his fights on YouTube. Tune into the interview. Great guy. Tell some great stories. I think you really, you'll, you guys will really dig it. And I know the UK fans will really dig it. Um, yeah, so really, really happy to be bringing that to you guys. See, look at that. Like a good teammate. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna leave you hanging. No, even while I'm gone, I'm still here. Yep. There you are. I'm like that bad penny. I'll just keep showing up. But so Sunday's episode will be the Jeremy Cornish interview. And like I said, Wednesday will be my review show. 
And then next Sunday, I will hopefully have another, I'm scheduling another interview for thir- this Thursday night. So hopefully I can get that done. That'll be in the bag and that'll be next Sunday's, but I'm not going to throw out names in case it doesn't happen. So, but I've got you covered for a little while anyway. We got content here at the fourth line voice for you. But, um, anyway, guys, yeah, Alec and I and Jay, we talked for about an hour and a uh, hour. I think it's an hour and 10. So, um, yeah. But uh, one last thing before I go, uh, you know, and we get into the episode, I want to throw out, first of all, I got an email from a listener named Dennis, which I greatly appreciate. And uh, I always enjoy getting feedback from you guys. And I and I try to answer as quick as I can. And uh, I just want to thank, uh, publicly, I want to thank him for, for sending the letter uh, for the email. And uh, he says he's a big Red Wing fan, big Willie Huber guy, from what I can understand. And, uh, no, I'm just kidding, <laughs> but he is a Detroit guy and, uh, 80s guy like myself. So, um, you know, it was, it, Dennis, I appreciate the email. I really do. And, uh, yes. And, uh, the player profile thing I think is a great idea and definitely something I want to look into and, uh, not just look into, but something I really want to do. And, uh, I completely agree with you. And, uh, Yes. Down the line, my my friend, that will be happening. So thank you very much for tuning in. Continue to tune in. I greatly appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, drop me a line whenever. And that goes for anybody out there listening. Hockeyfights at Hotmail.com. Send me an email. Comments, good, bad, otherwise. Uh, suggestions. Maybe something I'm doing that you don't like. Whatever. Constructive criticism. I'm open for anything. Um, yeah. Feel free to drop me a line. I love hearing from you guys. And, uh, and one last thing, and this is a personal thing here, um, uh, Isha from the, uh, Hockey Podcast Network, well, formerly of the Hockey Podcast Network, he has, uh, since, uh, uh, left the network to start his own, to start his own thing and, uh, and, and, uh, strike out on his own. And, uh, he is actually the reason I'm on this network. Way back when, a few years ago, he was the one that actually contacted me on the phone really out of the blue, and, uh, well, he followed my account, and he had listened to my, because when I first started my own, I was on my own, fourthlinevoice.com, I had my own show, or my own network, and I just had my own website, and I did it all on my own, and uh, unfortunately, my my site got hacked and crashed, and I lost everything, and at that point, I basically like, well, I guess I'm retired out of podcasting, so I had been done for a couple months, and uh, Isha, at that time, him and Dylan had started the Hockey Podcast Network, and we're getting it off the ground. And uh, they wanted they had all the NH they wanted all the NHL teams represented, uh, but they also wanted some you know original content, and uh, they wanted a fight show, so to speak. And uh, Isha had listened to my show before; he enjoyed my show, and my followed me on Twitter and whatever. And he reached out and uh, proposed that I come on the network and. And, you know, uh, told me their vision of the network and what they want to do going forward. And, and, uh, they wanted me to be part of it. And, uh, you know, and I had already kind of gone through the hockey fight sponsor thing, dot com sponsor thing. And they, you know, I mean, whatever, we don't need to rehash that. But anybody that listens to the show knows how that went. That went south pretty quick. And so I kind of had a sour taste in my mouth about the whole podcasting thing, really. And sponsorship, so to speak, and all that. So, um, but everything Isha promised, they did, and more. Um, I am, I've always said, and it's not just blowing smoke, I am honored to be on the network. And, uh, the fact that I make a few dollars doing this doesn't hurt. And I will, uh, I will be 
And I know there's a million guys that do podcasts that don't get anything. And, uh, and not that I, this is the reason I'm doing it is for money because initially with the network, it was a promise of, Hey, if we ever start making money, you'll make money. And of course, I'm like, oh yeah, sure kid. You know, okay. I'd heard that before. And, uh, and he was right. Uh, you know, we started it off, uh, on the ground floor and he grew it and they ended up selling it to, uh, uh, three gentlemen and Dylan's still working there. But, uh, yeah, they, uh, they, they did well from the beginning, uh, how they grew the network. And, uh, and like I said, everything they promised me, they came through. Um, they said we get hit, we got paid and, uh, or been getting paid. And, um, hey, and like I said, it's, um, I, I greatly appreciate, again, that's not why I do it for the money. I'm not saying I don't, you know, but I, yeah, again, I'm not going to turn the money down, you know, um, but I greatly appreciate the fact that I can make a few bucks doing this, yelling at you guys. Hey, it's, uh, you know, and, and that wouldn't have happened without Isha and, uh, and, and Dylan, but I, I'm using Isha cause he, he was the one that initially reached out for me or to me. And, uh, and I phone and he had actually left the network about a month and a half ago. And apparently I do not read, I'm really bad at reading corporate, like apparently our Google drive, our memos and stuff. I have, I did not read that. I missed that one. So, um, I, I apologize for being a little late on the, but I phoned him and talked to him privately. And, uh, I mean, we're going to keep in touch and stuff and everything, but I wanted to publicly, um, just say to Isha, thank you for everything. And, uh, I, I, I will not forget it. I greatly appreciate it. And, uh, I am, I always say I'm a proud member of the hockey podcast network and, uh, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have happened without him. So, uh, and I won't forget that. So thank you, sir. I appreciate it. And good luck to your future endeavors and whatever you happen to plan on or you plan on doing and, and striking out on your own. And, uh, uh, I know you'll be successful at it. So good luck to you. And thank you very much for uh, allowing me to come on your network and, uh, and, and giving me a platform to, uh, to do 231 of these episodes. And, uh, I'm like, and that was another thing I'd like to point out. They're always very supportive. They never put handcuffs or told me you should be doing this instead, or we want you to do this. They let me do my own thing and, uh, they never restricted me or, or, or anything. And, and I greatly appreciate that. And, uh, and like I said, everything they've ever told me they were going to do, they did. So what more can you ask for? So, uh, thank you. Thank you boys. And, uh, Isha, thank you very much. And, uh, like I said, we'll keep in touch and there might be some, there might be some YouTube stuff happening here with Isha. I think he's going to help me out with my YouTube and get that back going. Cause YouTube's been kind of, kind of, uh, put, put the, uh, they haven't canceled my channel or anything, but they've, they've knocked me down a little bit here with the taking the monetization and stuff away. And there's some stuff that I need to work on and I'm not a YouTube guy, but Isha is, and that's kind of what he's doing right now. So, um, I, I'm hoping to get a hold of him or, you know, him and I can get together and, uh, he can, he can fix some stuff for me. So, but, uh, so he's definitely, I uh, will definitely be keeping in touch with him. But, uh, anyway, I want from a, from a, that was a personal shout out. I wanted to do it on the air with each. I mean, I, I phoned him and everything, but I wanted to do it publicly as well. So thank you, sir. All right. Well, enough of me yapping away. Let's, let's get into this. All right, folks. Um, once again, August 6th, River Creek Casino in Edmonton, Alberta. On Fight TV, it is Ice Wars 2, uh, Cruiserweight Tournament, as well as eight single bouts. It is going to be fantastic. Um, definitely check it out, and I uh, hope you enjoy our preview show. And, uh, geez, when will I, I, next Wednesday, I will talk to you guys again. Enjoy. 
Well, here we go. We're already starting. I just hit record. I, we're off to a hot start here, folks. Welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. This is episode 231. And, oh, I got some luminaries here on the line. Uh, I got Alec from the Five for Fighting Podcast. I got Jay down in Iowa. We're having just the, we're just having a good old time here, folks. <laughs> How's it going, buddy? Oh, my God. Sorry. Fuck. Folks, oh, definitely they could hear the conversation we were having beforehand, but I swear it was funny. <laughs> I, I, oh, Dar- Dar- Darren poisoned our minds for the show. Fair warning to everybody. Like I said, I got, I got, I got one. I only have one of my headphones on right now because I had Jay laughing in my left ear, so I took it off. Here, I'm going. What? Oh, I'll put it back on here. Here we go. All right, folks. Well, thank you very much for tuning in. We're off to a hot start. Uh, today's episode is going to be the Ice Force Two preview show. I had these two gentlemen on for uh, for the first uh, ever Ice Wars preview show, and uh, since we're doing round two, I figured, well, go to the well twice here. I'll bring them back. So uh, tonight we're gonna uh, we're gonna go over the card, talk about a few guys, and uh, yeah, just discuss just discuss the event. Um, well, before we get into the the, the 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 event coming up here on August sixth, back at Edmonton at the River Creek Casino. Um, I was at the first one, which was also in Edmonton. And, uh, so I did not get a chance to see the pay-per-view. Obviously I didn't watch it back, but I know you two guys were watching. So I want to get a, get your, uh, your feelings on a few things. Um, uh, Alec, I'll start with you just, uh, in terms of, like I said, I know you watched the pay-per-view. What, uh, what were your expectations going in and were your expectations met? We'll do, we'll start there. Well, I mean, I got to be honest, man, like my expectations weren't very high and it's just because, you know, I listened to your episode with with AJ recently that you just had AJ Galante on. And I, I think you both kind of really summed it up perfectly of um, like you first start watching it and the vibe is like everybody kind of doesn't know what's going to go on. So it's like, you know, what do we what are we watching here? Because it's been done before, but it hasn't been done before, if that makes sense, because now there's it's the first time there's weight classes and everything like that. And. It's twenty. Let's be real here. It's twenty twenty two, and there's a hockey fight tournament going on. If you told me that was happening two years ago, I'd have told you you're out of your fucking mind. But you know, so you didn't know what to expect, and um, you had the synthetic ice and everything like that. But I gotta say, man, it, it far exceeded my expectations, and they knocked it out of the park. Great commentary. Uh, the fights were good. The synthetic ice seemed to not be really that big of a factor, and then it, it was like. Um, it was almost like there was like a feeling out process with the crowd after like the first two fights, everybody was like immediately into it. And I was like, this is, this is fucking awesome. And there, there were some great fights that were here that were going on. Um, and I, I, I can't really complain at all, man. It was, it was fucking solid. I had a buddy come down from Maryland to watch it and he had a great time. He's actually going to be tuning in. He's not coming down again, but he's going to be tuning in up in Maryland uh, through the fight TV app and watching it. So uh, I got to say for, what I expected, it far exceeded my expectations, and I'm excited for Ice Wars too. Well, there we go, Jay. What do you what did you figure? Oh yeah, I, me. yeah. Going in, I had I kept my expectations pretty low. I kind of expected to see, you know, like a one or two camera setup, kind of like junior high or, or high school sports setup. But I was blown away at the, the production value was high. The all the the, the camera work was great. Um. The commentary was pretty solid. You know, there's always a couple hiccups, but I thought overall it was a fantastic show. It was definitely worth the twenty bucks. That's for damn sure. 
Yeah, well, it was funny, and and uh, Alec, like you were saying, it, yeah, well, and like we were saying with AJ, right? It, it was a real, um, yeah, just what 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 to ex- no one knew what to expect, and that and it was funny as AJ and I were talking about that, and you just mentioned it now. Yeah, the feeling I had when I walked in, uh, uh, Cade McNally was there too, and him and I kind of walked in together through the doors there, and you see this. You see this, and we were there early, and we see the rink set up there, and the octagon, and you start kind of looking around, and it's just like, yeah, this is, and like, you could just see the, the people talking and stuff, and no one really knew what was coming. Like you said, I mean, I remember the hockey enforcers and all that. I mean, so I knew the, obviously, the premise of the whole thing, probably much more than a lot of the people that were there, because probably a lot of the crowd had never seen the black and blue tournament or anything. This is just all, what is this, right? So, I mean, I had some knowledge of it going in, but... You know, but you see the octagon, but to be there live was really kind of surreal too, right? So it was like, okay, you, you know, we had, we had done the preview show and I'd interviewed a bunch of guys for the show and, you know, you talk to everybody and then it's like, all of a sudden now, all of a sudden we're here. It's Edmonton, it's, you know, seven o'clock and all right, here we go, right? This is going to be wild. And then like the crowd, actually, the crowd, it certainly was not sold out. There was a lot of empty seats, but... The crowd that was there was hot and it was like, and they were loud and they were getting into it. And, uh, yeah. So it was to be sitting there ringside was pretty cool. And, uh, but yeah, there was definitely kind of an underground feel vibe to it that it was like, yeah, no one really knew what to expect. But then as soon as the two dudes started hammering each other, it was like people got into it because people could say whatever they want. But when there's a fight in front of you, everyone pays attention. So it was like, yeah, as soon as those guys started fighting, it was, it was, uh, it was on, and people got into it. It was cool. We, you could kind of feel that during the broadcast too. Yeah, like the first couple fights, there wasn't a whole lot of, there was like no crowd noise. They kind of panned the crowd once in a while, and everybody was just kind of looking around, like, all right. But I think it was uh, Swanson's first fight. Yeah, um, it was. It was pretty much. Everybody just lit up after that, and it, it seemed like they just. Pretty much kept going through the whole show. Yeah, and I I will agree with you. It's I didn't want to say like sound like a homer, but it was like yeah, the, it, the crowd was into it. But when Swanson fought Jeff uh, France there, and they and they was and they started doing that because they they had that toe to toe exchange right at the start. Yeah, the, the place went ape shit. And it, and after that, I could I've always I said this a bunch of times, and I said it on AJ's show. Um, the two. Easily the two most popular guys were Amesbury and Swanson by the time that event was done. That was the two loudest crowd reactions were for those two. And, uh, yeah, when he went and started going toe to toe with LaFrance, that was like right away, everybody was like, yeah, okay, this is now we're going. And, uh, we're off to the races at that point. Yeah. No, well, what sure. half the, half the crowd was wearing the, the Amesbury Diamond Hands t shirt, <laughs> yeah. it seemed like. Yes, they were. And I was, Amesbury, and I, yeah, he had his entourage there. He yeah. did. And they were right in front of me and they were loud. And, uh, yeah, they were into it. Yeah. I think a couple, like I said, a couple of them were the, I think they were the drunkest guys in Western Canada, but they were, uh, they were loving it. Yeah. I saw the, I had, uh, yeah, I had that Amesbury shirt in my face for the whole event. Yeah. They were everywhere, those shirts, but, uh, yeah, they were uh they were definitely noisy for sure. But yeah, it was definitely kind of a 
Yeah, and I know when it was going on, like I was texting you guys and I was putting some video up on Facebook and everything and, and I was trying to kind of get feedback because I know you were asking, you guys were asking me questions too, like what's going on and whatever and kind of had the, you know, the kind of the group chat going and I was posting stuff on Facebook and everything and yeah, it was so, it was, it was different, it was, it was unique to get the feedback from you guys watching it on TV live and then I'm there live. So it was like, it was different perspectives. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's like, it was funny because my buddy, when he came down too, he was like, so what do we expect from this? I was like, I have no fucking clue what to expect because this hasn't been done. The last one was at what? 2011 was Ice Warriors, right? Out in yep. Finland. Yeah. And um, of course, you know, friend friends of the show, Jay out there in Finland had a big, uh, big helping hand in that. It was one of the promoters and uh, that was actually a really good tournament. So, I, I mean, we hadn't seen Curtis Swanson fight since then. Yeah. Uh, so I had no clue what to expect with him because I said, I'm going for Swanson, but I don't know what to expect from him. And, of course, you know, we've both had Swanson on the shows and everything like that. Um, but, yeah, so I was like, I don't know what to expect, man. So if it's bad, I apologize. But it turned out it was fucking awesome. And like you said, you could tell the place wasn't sold out, but the people there, they they were they were treated. They they saw a fucking show. Yeah, they did, and and I will say, and I think we we talked about it in the preview show because there was a lot of unknowns, right? Like even when I had you guys on the first show, and we're sitting there talking about Tiffin and Sawyer and Amesbury and all these and Swanee and all these guys. Well, everyone listening and stuff that followed my league, everyone knows how tough those guys are, but they hadn't fought in like in Swanson's case a decade, so it was like really like are they going to be. How are they going to do? And how are they? How are they? Tra- like they say they're training, but are they? Or like you know what I mean? It's like what's going to happen? And uh, and I will say, uh, like I was, you know, and I know in our thing we talked about, oh well, these guys are still playing, so they're going to have the advantage, and it didn't really turn out that way at all. And it was like I I thought they they actually did a really a really good accounting of them. All those guys did it, had a really good showing for themselves, considering how you know they've been out of hockey for a while. Oh, definitely. I think the I think the synthetic ice was kind of a kind of leveled the playing field a little bit too. I mean, you get a guy like Justin Sawyer who was out there and he he fell what two, three, four times in the first round, but after that got the hang of it and kind of fell into his old self. Yeah, and I know from talking to Swanson, I mean, he's that's his big. He really likes it because that's his. I mean, he'll admit it. It's not like I'm saying anything negative to him but like his balance has always been his Achilles heel like he's even said it on my show his skating was always his downfall but with the synthetic and he could really dig in it was to his benefit and I think and it and it showed because he I don't remember him going down at all actually in any of his fights but um yeah no those guys did a lot better than I thought they were going to right actually I don't even know like I not that I thought they'd be I don't even know what I thought like I guess like we were just saying right it was just like I don't know this is just going to be because I had a few people, what do you think is going to happen? It's like, I'm just shoulder shrugs, right? Like, I don't know. We'll see. Like, like I, I, And it turned out great. <laughs> yeah, like I think all the guy, everybody, like I don't think, I don't, embarrassing is not the right word, but I mean, I don't think anybody, you know what I mean? For lack of a better, I don't think anybody embarrassed themselves. Like they all, oh, keep, no, not at all. No, yeah. yeah, agreed. Yeah, like even the guy. when you get, when you get a guy like Swanson, you know, like you said, it's been, it had been a decade since he fought, and then you get a guy, you know, some of the younger guys, like a guy like Bo Cornell, who, I mean, he's playing playing college hockey, and even he put on a he put on a good show. So the just just the the just the range of experience and you know still playing was kind of interesting to see. 
Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. And it was just, yeah, it was like one of those things, right? Everybody put on the show and everybody went for, like everybody went for it. I guess that's what I, I get, you know what I mean? Like even, um, um, <clears throat> oh, no, I'm, here I am right on live podcast on my name. Levitsky, the, the football player. I mean, he played some senior hockey, but he was a football guy and he fought, uh, who'd he fight first? Sawyer. He fought Sawyer in the first fight. Well, even him, like, it wasn't like he was timid or anything. Like, he, they went for it. Like, no one held back. No, even, even, the, I, I apologize. I don't remember the names, but even the two brothers, like, they, they went at it. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't sure some patty cake stuff. They were, they, they were going at it. Kennedy. Yeah. Jordan and Ben. Yeah. They, um, well, yeah. I think he ended up dropping them, right? Like, that was, uh, yeah. Well, that was a thing, right? Like, yeah. Like I said, when we were doing the preview show, all of a sudden it's like, well, yeah, we got brothers fighting. And it was like, oh, what, you know. You're kind of like, what? What are we doing here? Like, what is this? But yeah, I mean, it was a it was a show, man, and it was yeah, like I said, it, it far exceeded my expectations for sure. I will say it's it's got my expectations a hell of a lot higher for the second show than it was the first show. That like I think they set a pretty good bar for by that by that first show, and if if they can live up to it, I think I think it's going to get the ball rolling. Yeah, I agree. I think with the second one, and I know AJ mentioned it, he's like, well, now, now it's like you know the first one. Okay, it was a success, but now he's like, you got to raise the bar every event now. So every event you're trying to outdo the last one. So um, I, I think it's going to be all up from here for Ice Wars. Yeah, and I think, um, and I know, a, well, a lot of the listeners now that are listening to this because I know I've seen it in the Facebook groups. I've seen you your comments. Um, there's a lot of like, who are these guys? I've never heard of these guys. Why don't they get some names? Air quotes, or whatever. And I mean, okay, I get it. But at the same time, um, the to go back to the first one, I think what I was surprised with, pleasantly surprised with, um, is like, and again, it's not a slight to a Travis check or anybody like that. It's not. I don't mean it that way. But it's like everyone knows Ames Barry or a, a Sawyer because they're on YouTube and they played pro hockey and blah, 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 right? So everyone's seen videos of them and they played 10-year careers. Okay. But I think the, whatever, for lack of a better term, the unknown guys were, were right with them. And were just, you know, they could, and and they put on a show too. So that's why I think my expectations are a lot higher for like, in this lightweight tournament that's come, the cruiserweight tournament that's coming up, because there's a lot of guys that they're senior players. They played some junior B, and that was like none of them played pro other than if my Schmidt, I think, is the only guy that's played pro. Um, but I still think that they're going to put on. I, I guess it proved to me that you don't need to be like, you didn't need to be a pro guy to put on a show. You know what I mean? If For lack of a better, that's what I mean, you know? Right. You know, well, you got a yeah. guy like like Justice. No, no offense to him, but I had never heard the name Justice Smoke before this tournament. Yes, and he comes out right out of the bat. I mean, it's a barn burner. He's, I mean, he's going at it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I, I remember. Like, I remember all of us. All of us texting each other. We were like, "Holy fuck! For the fuck, that was the first fight. Uh, way to set the fucking tone here." Yeah, he came out of nowhere. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was a hell of a scrap. Oh yeah, he's just like throwing laughs like it's his job, right? It's like holy shit, like yeah, because it's the same thing. And I mean, again, like you said, it's not a slight to justice, but it's like he he's not a pro guy or anything. So it's like I don't know who this is. We'll see how he does. You know, when he comes out, and all of a sudden it's like holy shit, like yeah. I mean, you know, and then Travis Check comes out, and it's like oh, you know, it's like okay, like these guys mean business, man, and it's like. 
Yeah, so I think that I think for anybody listening to the show and and you've had that, you know, you have your doubts or your reservations when you're looking at this lineup for this for Ice Wars two, and you're like, I don't know any of these guys or whatever, and you're kind of yeah, don't don't let that be your judge of if you're going to order the pay per view or not. Trust me, because I think looking at this event and looking at these these cruiserweights, I think I personally think this cruiserweight tournament's going to be awesome. Oh, I agree. Well, I mean, if you, if you, even if you just look, you know, Travis Check, who is this guy? Just just go back. Yeah, look at his fight from the last Ice Wars, and you see him put in the same tournament with, you know, Justice Smoke and then Justin Schmidt. Like, that right there is where the price of mission. Yep. Yeah, and I know from talking to him, I mean, they've all been training. Like, Justice Smoke lost, like, 40 pounds in, like, six minutes just to, so to qualify for this damn cruiserweight tournament. So he's serious about it. So, you know, and it's like, and I know Travis, is, I mean, you know, quit his job and was training at the boxing gym. And, um, yeah, and, just, and Justin Schmidt, I mean, he led all of professional hockey this year in fights. I believe he had 23. And it's like down in the Federal League. I mean, he fought Joe Pace like every week, it seemed. Um, like every third game. Yeah. So, I mean... These guys are going to be, they're going to come out swinging, and I, I think this, I think this cruiserweight tournament is going to be tremendous. Well, like we were talking earlier, I'm curious to see just, I mean, 40, 40 pounds, it's a pretty good weight cut. So I'm curious to see how Smoke, like if he's still got that power that he showed from the first one, yeah, just, just to see if he if he still got that kind of, you know, that 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 for like a bit, you know, that stank behind his punches, yeah. Well, and, uh, I do have the, the fight card, uh, in front of me, uh, for the tournament, uh, as far as the, as the pairings go off. And the first fight in, uh, group A is in the cruiserweight, ter- we'll do the cruiserweight tournament first, then we'll get into the, there's eight single boats as well. Um, but as far as the cruiserweight tournament goes, yeah, the first fight's, uh, Travis Check, who was in the first one, who had a knockout of, uh, Bo Cornell. Um, he is fighting Malcolm, uh, Humert. And, uh, Malcolm, I know played junior A actually on my friend's team in Ontario with the dried nice dogs. Um, but, uh, you know, young kid, it'll be inter- It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, but Travis check has some power in his hands as if anybody goes on YouTube and watches a few of his fights, there was a fight against a, a, a cat for the OCM blizzard. And he drops him silly in that fight. If you want to go check that out, but, uh, they floored him. Yeah, well, and it was funny because the guy from OCM was starting that whole thing. Yeah, and then just got dummied. But, uh, yeah, th- th- this will be a, an, an interesting opening bout, to say the least. Yeah, I'm not, I, I don't know. Obviously, I mean, there's there's not a whole lot about some of these guys out there online. But, but going into it, I'd be hard-pressed not to say that Czech isn't one of the top two or three seeds overall. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, this guy. But then, you know, tra- last time, Check was another no-name. No, no offense to him, but, you know, there was, there was very little about him on, yep. the, on the Internet. Yeah. So th- this other guy coming out of nowhere, that that's part of the, at least to me, that's part of the, you know, the draw. Like, well, well let's see what happens. Who knows? He yeah. might come out and be, be the showstopper. And for the Ice Wars 3, you might be talking about him. No, exactly. That's what I was saying. I, I, I think I was, you know, Darren, you and I were texting uh, throughout the week, and I was like, you know, 
some of these guys I don't know, and it was the same thing in the first one, but that almost adds to the fun of it because it's like you don't know what to expect. So it's like you could get some dude who's just absolute killer of fucking men out of nowhere, um, and you've never heard of him. So it's 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 kind of cool to see. It's almost like a jungle. You know, you go in there, you don't know what to expect, but um, you know, like you said, who knows this guy? This guy could drop check in one punch. We don't know. So that's all. That's the fun of it. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, and that's the one thing, folks listening to this, um, and the 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 three of us have were talking about before we got going. Um, and in terms of this preview show, I mean, you know, we'll get into obviously some of the guys we know, like Swanson and Ainsbury and stuff. But, um, yeah, I, we're we're not going to pretend to know some of these guys. We're not going to, uh, you know, insult you guys, and we're not going to insult the guys. By doing that, like acting, like like uh, Jay said, we're gonna, we're not going to pull up Pierre Maguire and start uh, acting if we don't know we're going to pr- make up stuff like or whatever. Like yeah. we're not going to do that. I mean, we'll flat out say like, I mean, we could say where he played or whatever, but I'm like, I don't, I can't tell you anything about them. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll definitely be we'll we'll the listeners we will keep it real with you here, so we won't act like we know when we don't know. So, um, but yeah, the second fight. Well, it's another returning guy, uh, Bo Cornell, who, uh, unfortunately, he got, uh, the, the TKO lost to Travis Check in the first one. But Bo is taking on, uh, a, a new guy, uh, Kyle Zavitz. And, um, I have no, again, no disrespect to Kyle, but I have no idea, um, you know, who, who, who he is. Um, you know, it says he played, you know, I I think he's a senior hockey guy, and uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, there definitely wasn't a whole lot about him to be found online. I do know that that Bo Cornell got a sponsor, and he's been you know taking some dedicated clients, some some boxing classes, and going to a boxing gym. If he can manage to use his size, because he's not a small guy, no, um, he he might be able to put up a pretty good showing. Yeah, I mean, he is tall. I mean, I've met him. He's tall. He's six foot three, and uh, he's got long arm, like he's long, right? And, uh, and I think the thing that he would have the advantage of is, um, he's, he's done it. He's been in this before. He's, he'll have the, you know, I mean, I mean, they'll always be nervous, but I mean, he's already gone through the, you know, the, 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 the uh, the, the jitters of the first time. So he's already done it. So, and I know he'll obviously want to have a kind of a redemption, obviously. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. And I mean, Bo played, I know he played junior A and in, uh, in uh, the Kootenai League or junior B in the Kootenai League, and and now he's playing college at Jamestown. So um, again, like you said, right, active player. So he's involved. He's obviously in prime shape and everything else. So it'll be interesting to see his return, how he does in his comeback. Well, I think that's a, I think it's a good point, Darren. Um, these guys who have gone through it, even if they lost their their first fight. They, they've gone through it. They know what to expect. I think that's a pretty big edge going in. Like they, they know, all right, well, this, this is what's going to happen. They got the feel for fighting on the synthetic ice. And it's, I don't think you can overlook that. Yeah, no, totally. I agree. And it's like, you know, it's almost, you can see if you could use how many of them will have a little bit of muscle memory from the first one. Cause I gotta, I gotta admit too. One thing about this tournament is like, uh, the second one has happened a lot sooner than I thought it was going to. Because what the first one happened, what back in May, correct? May May long weekend, yep. Yeah, I I, th- I didn't think we were going to see another ice wars until next year, but goddamn, we're pitter patter. Let's get out of we're right back in it here in August. Well, AJ and the boys trying to spoil us. Yeah, apparently so. 
but I, I'm down with it, man. It's, like I said, I wish I could have made it, but in the process of buying a home and all that fun, happy horse shit, I won't be able to make it up to Edmonton. Um, but I'm down with it, man. I'm, I'm excited to watch it on pay-per-view. Oh, I was so pumped when they, uh, when they announced it was in Edmonton again. Like, I couldn't believe they were doing it in Edmonton again. I was like, well, guess I'm going back to Edmonton, which is fine. I mean, we go quite a bit anyway, but it's like, yeah, we'll make the five hour drive. And, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, we'll see how this one goes. It'll be, you know, the first one had such a good time. So, um, but yeah, and, uh, in the group B there in the second, in, uh, the other on the other half of the tournament is of course again returning Justice Smoke and he's taking on Taylor McNeil and um well it's funny because McNeil uh Travis Check um uh Jordan Kennedy and Dallas Otto who are all are all play for the same senior team the Nat and Palominos so uh, that, that's gotta be a real tough senior team. So the, the old, uh, the Palominos are in full, are, are gonna be in full force at this tournament because I care, apparently the entire team and everyone is coming. So, uh, <laughs> I think these guys will be the crowd favorites. And, uh, off air, a couple of the guys were telling, like Travis and, and Dallas were telling me, Taylor McNeil, man, he goes, you wait till you see this dude. And they were pumping his tires. So, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing him. And, of course, he played junior. He played some uh, junior B in Alberta. Um, and then, of course, Justice Smoke, we all saw him, like we said, in the first in the first one, coming out, throwing them left hammers. And uh, But, like I said, he's dropped a ton of weight so he can get in, so he could enter this cruiserweight tournament. And uh, th- this is the matchup. I'm really looking forward to this one. This will be a good one. Yeah, for sure. And like I mentioned earlier, the only question I have is if, you know, losing that weight will have any impact on his power. But if he can hang on to the power from the first one and, you know, dropping 40 pounds, he's going to pick up a little bit. He has to pick up a little bit of speed. Between him and Check, I think those are probably my two favorites for for taking it all. Well, yeah, for one, I, I gotta, I gotta have, I gotta have Justice send me his workout regimen because I need to get on that, you know, 40, 40 pounds in six weeks fucking regiment there. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited to see, see, uh, see Smoke again because man, he came out swinging with the left hand, like we said, and it was a barn burner off the rip. But if this guy is getting hyped up as well as his opponent there, um, I'm curious to see how it is, and like you said, with his weight change, if that affects him in any way, if it might may make him faster, but he might lose a little bit of power. So we'll see, we'll see what kind of factors that plays into it. Yeah, it'll be yeah. Like I said, when I see him at Edmonton, I might have to ask him what his, what his diet tips are. I'm going to tell him hey, if you need any carbo loading tips, I'm your guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know if you if if you want to bulk up for that super heavyweight tournament, the next one, I, hey, come, up, we'll I'll train with you. We you know we'll go behind Seven Eleven and. You know, we'll be good, but, uh, yeah, I want to, this diet plan, the Justice Smoke diet plan, I think I need to get on that, but, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going oh. to say, I could give him, like, the, uh, I'll date myself here, and I'm sure some people will get the reference, but, like, you'll, what is it, the Mighty Ducks, where, uh, old Goldberg's, like, fattening up Julie the Cat, just giving her a bunch of fucking donuts and shit, oh, yeah, this is packed with energy and carbs, yeah, it's going to be great, yeah, I don't think that's going to work out the same for my fat ass, <laughs> Yeah, I, I was gonna say I don't think the corn dog super big gulp diet is gonna get you into the cruiserweight tournament, but uh, yeah, the old, the old two for six double quarter pounder Big Mac at McDonald's ain't gonna get you into the cruiserweight anytime soon. No, the grand Big Mac is not happening. But uh, <laughs> the uh, what's it? Oh, well, and then this will be interesting. the The final first round fight of the uh, tournament 
is just is uh, Justin Schmidt versus Jody Bitterman and uh, who is a newcomer and uh, this is going to be interesting because uh, like we said Schmidt uh, is is coming off uh, like you said playing pro twenty four fights. And, uh, and this, uh, and Jody here, who played, who did play in the Northern Junior B League in Ontario, but again, 15 years ago. So it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, w- what happens here with this one. And he's 37 years old. And, um, so, but you know, I mean, we'll see, but, uh, this will be an interesting matchup. Yeah. I'll say, I'll say off the top, man, it's, um, he's biting off a lot with, with, with Justin Schmidt and, you know, I, I don't know his background, but, you know, of course I, I was fortunate enough to have uh, Schmidt on the podcast a while back and talk about his fights. And this is, um, you know, not only is power a big factor in this tournament, but obviously cardio, cardio and stamina are huge because you got to give it your all for those 60 seconds that you're fighting. And you want to talk about somebody who could do that. It's Justin Schmidt. If we, you've all seen, I mean, if you haven't go to YouTube, just look up Justin Schmidt versus Joe Pace. Um, and the, the wars that they had, and those are Tasker versus Sen like wars where it's just toe to toe, zero defense, and they're just going for like a minute and a half straight going at this. So, um, Justin Schmidt is, is one of my picks for, I, I, I think he's got a really, really good shot at winning that tournament. Yeah. And I think a lot of people here, you know, he led the, you know, led all of hockey in fights, but I mean, he also, I mean, he played better than 40 games too. So it's not like he was, you know, a one shift and done guy or a one game and done guy. And yeah. it's going to be hard pressed for a guy who hasn't hasn't played professional hockey or organized hockey for a long time to go up against a guy who was, you know, maybe not wins and losses or draws. Or, I, mean, I don't care whatever you want to call it, but the guy who was the, the king of hockey as far as fights go. <clears throat> yeah, it's a tough draw, and uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how he does. Um, I'm just digging it, uh, you know, kind of looking up his, you know, a little bit of his bio here. It's just that more career suspensions than goals scored. And I mean, <laughs> and, and I mean, and anybody from friggin' Moose Factory, Ontario has got to be bad, dude. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> they I'm, like Moose Factory, they're just breeding toughness out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm digging it right off the, off the hop here. So, um, you know, I, I hope he, uh, I hope he does well and, uh, you know, and, and and as they would say in in hockey terms, he's in one, and uh, yeah, you know, but uh, but hey, uh, Jay, and I mean, Jay, it, only, it only takes one. It only takes one. Exactly, exactly and yeah. and uh, exactly, and that and anything can happen, right? So, yeah, so that's the uh, the cruiserweight tournament, and like I, you know, for the folks listening, you know, if you're kind of the, well, I don't know any of those guys, or you know, whatever, don't worry about it. I can tell you, these little dudes, they'll. Uh, Little dudes at six feet and two hundred, yeah, little dudes. But um, <laughs> I, you know, these guys, I know um, at least the ones I've been talking to, they've been training, taking it serious, and these guys are going to come out swinging, man. And like I said, just Justin Schmidt, I mean, that guy fights thousand, thousand, you know, thousand punches a minute, and it's like it's going to be completely action. Like my, like my buddy would say with Justin Schmidt, he guy he fights like he's double parked. You know, so it's like, you know, it'll, these guys will be, I think this, I, I don't know. I, I just, I'm so hyped for this cruiserweight tournament. I think it's going to be awesome. Well, what was the quote from fight club? Little guys fight till they're burger. Yeah, exactly. 
Yep. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's, it's going to be fun. Yeah, I agree. Completely agree. Yep. Well, and then of course, as I mentioned, we have uh, eight single boats, and um, well, the first one I think we'll. Well, I sent you guys the the list of the fights here, but I think we'll go from yeah, eight. Got to pull it up, pull it yeah. up now. <laughs> yeah, I'll go. We'll go eight to one, but. Uh, the first fight is, uh, well, it's a couple guys that I think the f- listeners will be familiar with, and at least we're familiar with, um, is uh, J.F. LaFrance, who was in the first one, and he plays in the LNAH currently, and Jordan Roach, who is a, a newcomer to the tournament, but he's certainly not a newcomer to uh, to fight fans, as he played in the minors and stuff, and uh, and he is the Manitoba Junior League all-time penalty minute leader back in the day, and he bounced around the Central League and the LNAH and the UHL in Port Huron, and uh, this this will this will be an interesting uh, an interesting bout. Oh yeah, for sure. With with Roach, it's almost like you know, first time caller, long time listener here. Cause, yeah, I mean, fuck, he was in some good ones out in the LNAH back in the day, and uh, I'm curious to see how he does because he's been so so much time off. But like we said, we. We saw in the first tournament that that does. I mean, fuck. Once the punches start going and guys get back in the swing of things, I don't think you know the time off really matters. We saw how well Sawyer, Swanson, Amesbury, guys like that did. Um, so we'll, I'm, I'm just curious to see how, how if it takes Roach a second to get into it, or if it's just like muscle memory and immediately just starts you know throwing hands again and uh, right back in the saddle. And with LaFrance, um, you know, I. I follow him a bit on Instagram and uh, I believe he follows the account. He likes all the fight content and stuff. And dude's still jacked to the gills. He's built like a fucking fridge. Yep. And he, he, he came out and said, you know, my cardio is what got me in the first one. So he's going to train and do better. And he's been posting some training videos of him just going you know, like nonstop at a heavy bag for like a minute and a half, two minutes or whatever. So I think he's going to be uh, being fine tuning his craft here for the second tournament. And I think we're going to see a different, different version of LaFrance this time around. Yeah. I mean, he, LaFrance, he's built like a, he's basically built like a washing machine with a head. <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- that dude is massive and he's got, you know, the experience. He was in the first one. He, you know, he, he lost his fight, but he still got the experience going there, knowing what to expect. I mean, Jordan Roach was—he was a bad dude. I mean, he had what, damn near five hundred and fifty minutes in one season. <laughs> yeah, Manitoba Junior League record five forty-three. Yeah, in, in in four games in the United League, I know he had more than fifty pim in four games. Yeah, but you know what? What kind of shape is he coming in? It like like Alex said, is it is it muscle memory? Is he going to take a punch to the face and all of a sudden go back in it? Um, but it's it. I'm excited to see what LaFrance can do with with that experience behind him, and you know, pumping his cardio up a little bit. Yeah, I can, I know from being around him and just seeing him in person. Oh yeah, he literally looks like he fell out of a comic book. Like, I mean, if I look like that dude, I wouldn't own shirts. No, not a chance. No, <laughs> I'd be just shirts going chick. I would be going chicks dig me everywhere. Yeah, like yeah, he's just massive, and uh, like he's not very tall. Like he's like. You know, five ten or whatever. He's the same height as I am, but it was like, yeah, just plah. and it was like, man, you know. But uh, yeah, watching those training videos, it's like, yeah, you start feeling sorry for the bag after a while. It's like, yeah, he's hitting it. <laughs> I know talking to Curtis Swanson, who uh, they fought there in the first one. Swanee said, like he said, Lafrance hit him, man, and his eyes spun. Like he said, he felt it, you know. And uh, 
You know, it's, it's, it's one he's been hit by a lot of people. So for him to say you punch hard, you punch hard. So, um, right. you know, I hope uh, I hope Roach takes it serious. I mean, he's a tough dude. But again, a lot of top 15 years off from his last time. And like his last time he played was 05 and Lavelle. So it's like, you know, I hope he's uh, training and uh, and taking it serious. And, you know, there's no questioning his toughness. But it's just, you know, with time and layoff and age and everything else. So, you know, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, it could be an interesting one. Well, yeah, like you said, if he's taking it serious and he's got some gas in the tank, it, it might be a bar burner. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, the next the next fight is uh, yeah is uh, two um, newcomers to the event. It is uh, I can't even read my now now my phone just clicks off. Oh yeah, Brendan Boschman versus James Redman, and um, uh, Brendan uh, Boschman uh, played some played some senior hockey. Uh, you know, just kind of looking at his elite prospects. Played in the KI. Um, you know, but other than that, um, he is he did currently play uh, some senior hockey, so he's you know still active in that sense. But uh, yeah, I am not going to lie to the listeners; I have no idea who either. I have never, I haven't, I haven't laid eyes on either of these two guys. Like I couldn't pick these guys out of a police lineup, so it's like no, nope, same here. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I can't really, I can't tell you uh, anything about the only thing I can't, I can tell you. The beers are kicking in now. I got the hiccups. Um, oh, great! Yeah, <laughs> I believe James Redman is is about three hundred pounds. I think. Oh, big boy! He is a large human. I'm trying to find his uh, his his. I mean, uh, you know, I'm three hundred pounds, but I'm a lot more round than I am tall. <laughs> well, I'm a shape, not in shape. Yeah, I correct. Mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, well, I'm, James- well, I'm in shape, but it's it's a circle. <laughs> I like to consider myself like pear shaped, so that's kind of a shape. Yeah, there, exactly. Yeah, me too. No, he's six three two ninety. They've got him listed at Jesus, and there's a large human being. Yes, James Redman, nickname Huckleberry. All right, and he's from California. He's Cali, and he's a uh, yeah background in MMA and wrestling. Who was going to wrestle this guy at six three two ninety? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't fight. To play hockey, I played hockey to fight. Well, there you go. There's a quote for you. So, I like that one. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll see how uh, Huckleberry, the 6'3 Huckleberry does against uh, Brendan here. So, uh, I'm going to let's. I'm gonna look up Brendan here. We're going to, we're real tough. But, well, Brendan Bosch with 6'3, 280. Well, okay, well, <laughs> I mean. Uh, I hope that Jesus, I hope the synthetic ice got some reinforcement blows. Jesus. Yeah, well, and it's he's a coal mine equipment operator. Well, there you go. So, um, you know, we got we got two large humans clashing in 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 this bout. So, yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be interesting to to see how that uh, how to the, how that goes down. Um, the next fight is actually a returning gentleman, Corey Allen, and uh, he is fighting James Brooks and. Uh, well, as of recording, I haven't put it out yet, but tomorrow's ep- Sunday's episode will be my interview with James Brooks, who I had on the show, and he played in the Federal Hockey League, so he played some pro, and he actually fought Chase Tippin a number of times, and uh, uh, I was going to say Amesbury, he didn't fight Amesbury, Chris Offenati a bunch of times, so yeah, he is, uh, he is, um, he has a pro pedigree, we'll put it that way, but this will be, uh, this could be interesting, we'll see you. 
Have you have you guys seen any of Corey Allen's training videos that he's putting out? I have not. No. Well, he's got none other over in his garage, hitting the heavy bag and working on stuff with Aaron Downey. So oh, no shit. Yeah. So he's friends. So he's I dig it. Yeah, so he's friends with Downey. So Downey's over there working with him, and he's got the hand pads. And they're on, and he he bought his own synthetic stuff, and he's working on shit in his garage on the synthetic with Aaron Downey. So I'm like, well, okay, well, someone is taking this serious. Well, if there's somebody who knows about a one punch knockout, it's fucking Aaron Downey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, you, you gotta you gotta you gotta buy the dedication of nothing else. No, absolutely. You know, you know, Corey, Corey's zero and one in the tournament, but that should only probably make him more hungry to come back and get after it. And clearly, he's taking it serious if he's training with fucking Aaron Downey of all people. So I'm, I, I'm digging, man. I'm, I'm about it. I can't wait to see how he does. Yeah, bought it. Got his own synthetic ice in the garage. Yeah, that's that's. I like it. That, that's dedication. No, absolutely. And I know, um, you know, and and James Brooks, um, you know, six feet, two forty. Um, but tough dude throws lefts, and I was watching it like for the obviously for my interview. I went back and I watched um, some Federal League tilts with him. I, I know he's he even talked about it in the interview. He wasn't real happy with his showings with Tippin, but he was still kind of a you know he was still getting his feet wet in terms of fighting at that point. But um, later on, yeah, he uh, he looks he looked good, and uh, you know he's a hockey coach and stuff, so he's on the ice all the time. So um, but yeah, I know he's really fired up to go in it and. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting, like I said, with uh, with Allen. And that's the other thing with some of these guys, with some of these fights, it's like, um, you know, with some of these guys, it's like if they were in the first event, you know, their opponents know what these guys are like, right? They can kind of scout them, but at the same time, it's like they don't really know anything. On the other hand, they don't really know who they're fighting. Like, you know, right, Corey Allen, you know, Brooks got to see him in this and whatever and and stuff like that. So it'll, it'll be interesting. Um yeah, it'll just be an interesting matchup. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, well, and yeah, here's the perfect example of what I was saying, right? So the next fight is Keegan McGraw, who was in the first one, uh, taking on Dallas Otto. And Dallas Otto was actually the referee in the, one of the referees in the first event. And, uh, and so now he decided to ditch the stripes and put on a jersey and, and he wants to fight. So, and, uh, he played in the KI league as well. And of course, plays senior hockey with the Palominos, like we were saying earlier. So, um, uh, but he got to see Keegan McGraw, obviously up close and personal, right? What, refing his fight. Yeah. And then of course, Keegan's never, like, who, uh, he's never seen any Dallas auto fights. So maybe, Dallas might have the bit of the advantage coming in as the unknown. And he at least has seen Keegan fight in the first place. But, uh, yeah, this, this will be an interesting matchup. Yeah, auto can yeah, be the dark horse here. <laughs> I think that's a good point too. Is I didn't really think about that. You know, there there is some tape on on some of these guys too. You know, going into the first one, uh, even all even the tape that was on some of the guys was you know five, ten, fifteen years old. But now you got you got tape you can study of guys that fought you know, two and a half, three months ago, so you can kind of see their mannerisms and prepare for it. Whereas you know, Otto, well, he was the ref, you know, skating around with synthetic ice. There's nothing on him. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly, and uh, you know it'll be uh, like you said, right? We'll see. It'll be it'll be interesting, um, you know. And I well, and I know when I was talking to to James Brooks there, I know his big thing was, um, I, I think you said he hoped his fight was 
was before McGraw's because he wants to be the first American to win at Ice Wars. Because James Brooks oh, is from, gotcha. he, he's from Chicago, right? So he want and McGraw's uh, an American as well. So yeah, Brooks is like, I want to, I want my fight first, and hopefully I can win, so I can be the first American to win an ice horse. So uh, <laughs> yeah, he's got all the boys back in Chicago watching too. So yeah, pressure's on. So uh, yeah, to be the yeah, first. I think there's a bar in Chicago that's actually having like a watch party for it too. That's oh, it. Shit. That's his. Yeah, he set that all up. That was one of his sponsor deals. And yeah, I, I believe, I want to say the bar is named the Jets, Jets Brewery, I think, or something. Yep. Yeah. I believe you're correct, sir. Yeah. They got like drink specials and everything else. And yeah, they're having the big watch party. Oh, yeah. All his boys and everything. And like I said, he coaches and stuff. So I'm sure a bunch of his players and stuff will be watching. So he's like, yeah, I got the, the pressures on me. I got a lot of people watching. So, uh, although I'm, I'm sure for him, that, 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 that Midwest, Midwest guy stick together. I'm pulling for him. Oh yeah, 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 exactly. Oh yeah, you freaking Americans. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I better, I better hear an open a cracking of a bush latte at center ice. Then. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sneak right past you and land one on your chin. Please, right past you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, see, now you made me lose my place. Where am I here? Oh, yeah. So then the next Real professional here, folks. No, there's nothing. But we, we're long past. <laughs> we lost the professionalism of this. We can barely get through the fucking intro of this episode. Yeah, we're forty six minutes. We're forty six minutes recorded, and like three of the three minutes have made sense. Yeah. Um, Jordan, almost, Ken- it, almost, it, almost, it almost slipped out there, boys. It almost slipped out there. Uh, yeah, don't make me edit this afterwards. I don't want to go back and listen to this again. Yeah, I don't want to do any editing. I just want to upload it and be done with it. Yeah, yeah. Like a bad penny, I just want to get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Jordan Kennedy versus Derek Freeman. Um, of course, Jordan Kennedy again, another member of the Palomino senior team. Like I said, um, giving the fucking Laval Chiefs a run for their fucking money over here. I was, I was gonna say we need to get a picture of them all lined up to start the game. There, yeah, they must have a hell of a power play unit. Yeah, <laughs> but of course, uh, Kennedy famously uh, in the first one fought his brother Ben. And and dropped him. That must have been a real, a little tension around the in the breakfast nook the next day. But uh, uh, yes, and he is fighting newcomer Derek Freeman. So uh, yeah, well, like we were talking before we we got on air, I, I was impressed by those brothers. I mean, because they they didn't hold back; they were going. Yeah. So I, I I can imagine that the the intensity he brought fighting his brother that's only going to be cranked up a couple notches fighting a stranger. Yeah, no, for sure. I think I think the one thing that I'm hesitant about with with Kennedy, it's not so. It's not that I don't know if he's good enough, but you know that was, the only sample size we got was with his brother. To where with the other guys who we might not have known, you know, our sample size is a little bit bigger if they if they made it onto the next round or what have you. So, um, but I, I think, like you said, that he's going to up it a little bit since he's actually not not punching his brother in the face. So, um, no, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, that'll, exactly, I mean, that'll be, because I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, you want to fight and win and stuff, but it, you know, it is your brother, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's got to be a little bit of, tent, or a little bit of hesitancy, but, um, yeah, now this will be interesting, because, um, while Derek Freeman played, uh, played in the Northern Junior League back in the, in 2011 with Dawson Creek, so, you know, he does have some junior hockey experience, but again, um, you know, the last thing I could find on him was about five years ago playing, you know, I mean, I'm sure he probably plays drop-in or whatever, but I mean, in terms of, you know, getting at it, it's been a while, but, uh, 
he said, we'll see. And like I said, when you're not fighting your brother, it'll be interesting to see how he comes out and, and, uh, and, and gets at it. Um, yeah, these are actually, the more as I read these matchups, it's, it's going to be an interesting night. We'll put it that way. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, the next one again, Dustin Thompson versus Ryan Allen. Um, again, a uh, couple, I, I hate keep using the term unknown because I'm not trying to knock these guys, but it's just like, yeah, it's like little info on them. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Very, very little info. I like none. I don't know anything about these guys. Yeah. I'm not going to insult your listeners. Uh, I, I, I can't, I can't pretend otherwise. Yeah. I, I have no idea what's going to happen to this crap. No idea. I'll just give it the old Don Cherry and, you know, oh, it's two great guys going at it. Nothing wrong with that. Nobody got hurt. That's all I can hope for, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, like the only thing I can go from the bio is like Dustin Thompson. He's a boxer. He's an amateur boxer. He has over 30 boxing fights. And he competed in the provincial champ and in golden gloves. So, I mean, obviously he knows how to, how to, how to throw a punch, obviously, as a boxer. So it'll be right. interesting. Uh, I know when I talked to AJ... There's a couple guys here that are are boxers. They're not hockey players. They're boxers, and um, and I know going forward, uh, he had talked about there might be more MMA guy boxer guys that want to get in this, and he's all for having them on. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, boxing's boxing, and it's now all of a sudden we're going to put skates on a boxer. So it'll be, right. it'll be interesting to see how they, you know, obviously when they're training, they're training to be boxers and not with skates on. So how long, how long ago did this guy wear skates? And, you know, obviously throwing punches on skates is different than on your feet. So it'll be yeah, interesting. Somebody else grabbing you. And when was the last time you had somebody pulling at your clothes while you're trying to fight him? You know, that's true. Yeah, that as well. Right. So it'll be interesting to see how that translates for the boxers. Cause there's a couple boxers in this event. So yeah, this well, be- even going like from like, like a boxer going to MMA, it's a pretty big step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then when essentially you go to a, a completely different sport, I mean, obviously it's it's going to help you out a little bit, but how much of that boxing training are you going to be able to take into you know the ring with a set of guys? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it'll yeah, I mean that'll be it'll be interesting. I mean, some of these, bo- I mean, obviously if you're amateur boxing and prof- or there's a guy here right away that we're going to do while well, we'll go into the next fight, it's, it's Blake Anderson versus Cole Johnson. Well, B- Blake Anderson is a professional fighter. He's two and O as a professional boxer. So, right. you know, if he hits you, it's your lights are out, you know, right. it's, it's gotta be like a bag of hammers. Yeah. So, I mean, he'll obviously be able to hit harder than, Hockey guys, he's a boxer, but it's Kenny. How, what's the skating like? When when was the last time that he played? And it'll you know uh, it'll be interesting. Yeah, you got a guy you know pulling you off balance, and you got a guy trying to jersey you. So it's not like you can get jerseyed in the in a boxing match, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I, well, I will say this real quick while we're talking about jerseys because you know we're nerds, and me and Jay pointed it out to each other. They actually, so if I don't know if anybody else who watched the first tournament saw or noticed, but they let the guys do jersey mods to them, whatever they wanted. Like, I think Swanson had an extra tie down up at like his shoulders or something like that. It was a skate lace tie down. You'll coin it. Yeah, it was, his, his was way up there, and then Sawyer had the front tie. He, Sawyer had a yep. front tie down when he played. But yeah, that's the first. I think I tell you, he was out there for like 30 seconds, and I texted you, oh yeah, shit, front I mean, tie down. Like, 
I was like, oh yeah, Sawani's got one on his on his shoulder. So I'm I'm curious to see if guys will also make adjustments based on their jersey mods. Like, okay, clearly this didn't work this game, or okay, maybe I tied it a little too tight. This needs to be looser. So who knows? So that was just a side topic since you brought it up. It came off the top of my head. Well, I'm, see, now I'm glad I'm glad you guys brought that up because I mean I didn't notice any of that. I didn't notice that they had any jersey mods or anything like that. Um, that's what the nerds are here for. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, well, that's interesting. I wouldn't, uh, I'm actually really surprised, um, that they would actually do that. Like, you'd think they'd want it kind of a, straight across the board, everyone with the same. I'm down with it, though, because it gives fighters their own, like, kind of style and add to it. And, like, I'm sure there's, to a certain extent, it has to still get kind of almost like the league where it has to get approved. Like, I don't think you're going to see the old, uh, uh, fucking like Shane Cor- Velcro glove. Yeah, exactly. Like the Velcro sleeves or the tearaways or anything like that. Or like, you know, the, the Kaminsky fucking chisel out the old CCM bucket and scrape some hands on it. I don't, obviously we're not seeing that. So I think it's still, I'm sure there's still a little bit of like, okay, yeah, you can, you can do that mod or you can put the skate lace there. But I thought it was cool. No, it reminds I, me of, um, no, go ahead, Derek. No, go, no, go ahead. This makes me think of like the old, you know, Steve McIntyre jerseys where he'd have, you know, the legit height strap shown, shown in the front of his jerseys too. Yeah. I don't know if you can go that far, but at the same time, I mean, that could be a pretty decent advantage if a guy is going up against somebody else who's not familiar with that. Yeah, exactly. So like if you got a boxer who hasn't been on skates and they've never really fought on ice and you get them with a jersey mod and they're like, oh, I could just pull this jersey, you know, over this guy's head. Well, <laughs> next thing you know, he's got the extra tie down in the back and. It's not working, so your game plan's right out the window at that point. So, um, you know, I wonder if they're going to look into it at all. Like, you know, these these non – I won't say non-hockey guys, but for lack of a better term, non-hockey guys, the guys who don't play it regularly, um, and see if that plays a factor into their, their fighting because now you got a guy with extra tie-downs and your initial game plan is just, like I said, right out the window. Or, or you know, on, on the other end, you get a guy, you know, a boxing guy who's not used to fighting with a jersey on, but the guy is fighting, you know, jerseys him from the front, you know, brings that collar up, it, it comes out of left field, and you know, just it only takes thirty seconds or fuck three seconds to make him uncomfortable, and then you can come from nowhere and knock him out. No, exactly. Yeah, it can go both ways. No, absolutely. And uh, I will say one thing about Cole Johnson. Um, I will be rooting for him wholeheartedly because he is from Saskatoon, the hometown here. So he's the hometown guy, and uh, he also has a boxing background. So uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see um, kind of uh, two two boxers almost squaring off. So I'm actually, uh, yeah, that'll be a really that'll be a really interesting matchup. I think the synthetic guys will definitely help both those guys just plant your edge and dig in yeah yeah that's true and yeah exactly and i think that's where i know and that was the one thing that i did see from a lot of people that was the one big question from a lot of people is 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 the next one going to be on ice and this synthetic is bullshit i will say every guy that i talked to at the event all said that synthetic ice that was at ice wars was way better than anything they had trained on and they actually said it was pretty good um every one of them and uh I know from talking to AJ that he he would like to have it on ice, obviously, but it it's all goes by venue size and and all that sort of thing. There's there's a lot more into it with logistics and and arena size and everything else, not just oh 
we're trying to be different and have it on synthetic. That's not why they're doing it. They're doing it because it's in smaller venues that don't have ice, right? That's why the synthetic is happening. It's not because they're trying to be cheeky about it or anything. He would like to have it on ice, right? But obviously that entail having a bigger venue and you're not going to put ice wars in a 6,000 seat junior arena. Like you're not going to do that. Not now. So that's why it's on synthetic. No, go ahead. Well, well, let's be honest. How many how many places have that are that size have ice this time of year in you know, you know early August? Yeah. Well, yeah. So exactly. I mean, <laughs> it dramatically cuts down even your available options. Yeah, regardless of size. Exactly. So it's yeah. So there's a number of reasons why for anybody listening that's wondering why is it on synthetic. Well, that's why it's and it. Uh, but I can tell you the players. They were all hesitant, I know from talking to them all, they were all hesitant to begin with until they started training on it. But then once they got going on it, um, they didn't mind it. Now, obviously, they all prefer ice, of course, but this it's not that bad. We'll put it that way for lack of, you know, yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting going forward. But like you said, I think with the boxers, um, that's actually a huge advantage for those guys. Um, right. Like you said, because obviously they're, Boxing is their focus, not hockey. So, uh, yeah, for balance-wise, I think that'll definitely help the boxers for sure. And I like how they kind of put two of the, you know, the, the boxing background guys together. So there's not going to be, you know, be it an advantage or disadvantage fighting the guy who's not used to it. You get two guys who are essentially on even footing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Let them get the, let them get their feel of it for the first one here. And if one of them, you know, if they put on a good show and they, you know, they they don't, you know, they, you know, like you said, put on a good show, uh, and you having them back, well, then then maybe you could put them up against a hockey guy or whatever. But in the meantime, right. like you said, that's a pretty good pairing. I agree with that. Yeah. All right. This is the third time I've tried this. We're back here. The final the final boat of the evening in Ice Wars Two will be the main event. It is. Uh, Daniel Amesbury, who won the tournament last, the last event, versus the Cowboy Curtis Swanson. And, uh, I am, this, this is gonna be, this will be a hell of a main event. This is gonna be a good bout. Hey, it's the, uh, it's the main event for a reason. I, I think very well it could have been the, the final bout of the last Ice Wars. You know, it came to a split decision between Curtis Swanson and Justin Sawyer. The controversial decision. And I think some people could have, uh, you know, I know you could definitely see the fight either way. You could say uh, Sawyer won, or you could also say Swanson won. You know, there's no, uh, uh, there's no right answers, but depending on who you ask. So this this could have been a potential matchup last tournament, but here we are now, and I think it definitely is for sure like the marquee matchup we're going to see. Oh, absolutely! I think I, I think we we're kind of robbed of this fight from the first one, but. I think this will be a better fight than it would have been at the first Ice Wars. Because both guys are coming in, you know, full gas tanks. No, they haven't fought twice before. So they can come in, just focus on the one fight, prepare for the one opponent, and just, just let it fly. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and the, yeah, like you said, right, sole focus on that guy. You know, and... uh and it's and it's funny and uh, like I said I've I've you know when the the main event was announced and oh you know you know Ainsbury's this that that whatever I can tell you folks do not 
discount Swanson. I wouldn't do that because it, it'll be it's going to be a good one. I know there's a lot of Amesbury supporters thinking Amesbury's just going to walk right through it, walk right through them, and it's that that's not going to happen. Mark my words, that's not going to happen. No, Swanee looked real good in the first tournament, and you know I'm sure he's corrected his deficiencies a bit here, and I'm sure Amesbury's been doing the same. So Amesbury, you know, he's got the title, and Swanson's still hungry for it. Um, it's I, I think it's going to be probably the best fight Ice Warriors has seen so far. I, I don't doubt that one bit. I don't know if a lot of the listeners know or not, but Swanson has been training boxing, and he had his amateur boxing debut what, three weeks, a month ago, and he put on a hell of a show then, too. Yeah, it was two weeks after Ice Wars, and uh, he had his first amateur boxing match because uh, he has been boxing for about a year and a half, and uh, and he went, and Dean Mayrad, who owns uh, Titans Boxing Gym in Cold Lake, Alberta, they put on a, put on a, a, I don't know, it wasn't a pay-per-view, but they put on a show in Cold Lake, and it was on YouTube, and Swanson was one of the amateur bouts, and he won a split decision. Although I don't, I think the split decision is being generous. Swanson whooped that guy's ass, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if one of the judges was the other guy's cousin or what. Yeah, I don't, his I mean, brother-in-law, his brother-in-law gave him the decision. Yeah, I don't know what was all going on there, but anyway, he is one and zero in his amateur bouts, and uh, so yeah, he's been, uh, you know, and I know he's been training. He actually managed to dial back his work schedule. He owns his own business and everything. He managed to dial that back a little bit, and he's taking his training seriously. And I know Amesbury is definitely taking his training seriously. So uh, it, you're going to see some two two prime cats go at it, and uh, and like you said, it'll be it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, when they when, when they have the ability to just focus on each other, and that's it. You don't have to think, oh, I got to save. My, I got. I don't want to gas. I got three fights. You know, potentially, it's just this is right. it, right? It's two two minute rounds. Or one minute, two one minute rounds, and uh, and then that's it. So there's no, you're not saving yourself for anything. No, let, let let it all go. Yeah, we got a full tank, and they're going to go through it. I, I'm dialing here. I'm gonna I'm gonna see. I I, I told Swanson I might I might drunk dial him <laughs> while we were on. So I'll, I'll see if he answers here. Here we are, folks. We're, we're we're doing a live. Live phone here. Of yeah, we got Darren drunk dialing him. I got the edible kicking in. Jay's a few beers deep. Yeah, what, yeah. It's just exactly what Swanee needs on his fucking Saturday evening. Oh, I'm sure he's pumped. Yeah, I I kind of mentioned that it might happen. He's like, well, that sounds like fun. But I mean, that was like <laughs> that was like two days ago. Yeah, we're dialing, but it's it's not happening. It's the most anticlimactic. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, I don't even hear like a like a dial tone or nothing. Oh. oh. Hi, you reached Curtis with my... Oh. Oh. To leave a callback number, press 5. No. Oh. Anyway, now, I'm on pause. We're back on live. Well, there we go, folks. I tried to add the cowboy Curtis Watson to the, to the show, but uh, clearly he is... Uh, he probably thought better of it. He probably saw the number. I was about to say, that's probably the wisest decision he's ever made. Yeah. Yeah. He was just like, well, I'm, I'm going to point out to your listeners here. I'm going to just look behind the scenes, show how the, the sausage is made. Uh, Darren, in fact, hung up on all of us at the same time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so so it's, it's getting a little it. bit like, a little late in the night for all of us, I think. 
Well, I think the listeners would really hope I just hung up on everybody too, and including myself. I think, yeah, just let's end this already. Um, yeah, down. but joke, jokes on them. You call us all back. I know. Yeah, you I did. Yeah, He's well, a glutton for punishment. I, I, well, I'm, I'm looking at the video of Cheech and Chong over here with his Taiwanese sign going. I think he's, <laughs> you know, like he's groovy in the two dollar movie right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got the fucking dogs all sleepy too. It's fucking grand old times up here in North Kakalaki. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've Gates the Hellhound, you droopy eared motherfucker. Yeah. Hellhound. I'll have to send you videos. Gates, I'll take his... go for the Crocs again. When yeah. he fucking when he starts running, I'll take the slow mo videos, and I swear to God, in the videos it looks like it, the way his ears spin, it's like he's about to fucking take off. He's floppy. <laughs> I call him a floppy eared bastard all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, here we go for the final. We're gonna get the bold predictions here. Amesbury Swanson. What do, what do you guys have? What's your what's the uh, what's your call, Alec? What, who's winning it, and and how are they gonna win it? Uh, I'm going to say split decision by uh, Curtis Swanson. I'm going to say I don't think either guy knocks each other out. I think I think Swanee maybe just has the better cardio and lands the better shots, and that's what I'm getting the decision to. Split decision, Swanson. All right. Jay, what are you doing? I'm saying we go to a third and decisive round, and I got to go with Swanee. I think Swanee gets it in the third round. And it's the best fight Ice Wars has seen to this date. Well, look at that. We got the, we got the Swanson homers over here. Uh, yeah, I could definitely see that happening. I, I like the call of the third round. I could definitely see that happening. I could definitely see them going three rounds. Um, I want to thank you guys for coming on. Look at that. I'm going to be Teflon. I'm not even going to make it. Yeah, you fuck. Yeah, I'm gonna this, say this that, is the the, uh, the rare Saskatchewan weasel showing up. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. say I'm gonna tell Amesbury. Hey, I had like, can you believe those guys I had on my show? I can't believe they're talking that shit. He's yeah, gonna go crawl back into his hole in Saskatchewan and just leave us hanging like that. <laughs> no, I I think I I think I've got a three round Amesbury split decision. I think that's hey, and I feel like a heel. Fucking Swanson's my friend. I am fucking you know not <laughs> hey, not that I have anything against Daniel. Well, it's Amesbury. probably good thing he did answer the phone. Yeah, I, if, I, he's, if he's on the other line, he'd be swearing at me right now. No, I just think, uh, you know, just Amesbury with the, the amount of training he's put in and everything else and just youth on his side, I think he, uh, and he looks so good in the first one. Well, Swanson looked really good too, but I think Amesbury just looks so good, so focused. Um, I just think, yeah, and like you said, I just think this will, I think I, I agree with both of you though, and I'm, you know, we're not just telling jokes here, but I think, it will be the best fight Ice Wars has seen, I, and and, uh, and I think it's going to set a real high bar for the rest of the Ice Wars going forward. Because um, I think these two guys are both. I know they're I'm talking to them both. They're both completely dedicated to training right now, and uh, they both love it. And, uh, and it can really go. I'm not trying to st- be in the middle of the fence, but it could really go either way for sure. Like if Swanson won, I would not be surprised. If Amesbury won, I would not be surprised. So I think, but I definitely agree with Jay. I think it'll be going to three rounds, and uh, it'll be. I I think it'll be a razor thin decision, and uh, you know I know in the boxing world they've called a few draws in their times. I don't know if that. I don't know if they'll have if they'll tell the Ice Wars judges that no draws, but I could legitimately see that happening too. Yeah, absolutely. you know. Because I know, um, 
in my conversation with one of the, I won't name the judge, but with one of the judges in the first event, um, they were pretty much calling after they had the third round, they were going to call it a draw again. And, and they're going to say, Hey, let's do four. And the, I think the commission was like, you can't do four. Three is your max. So pick a winner. So I think they were pretty much forced <laughs> to pick a winner. So, um, cause I think, cause it was a tournament fight. So I think with this, with, without a, you know, just being a single bout, you could technically pick a draw. Really? You could. I think so, yeah. Yeah. yeah so I think that could, I actually, now that I'm thinking, that could actually really happen. Cause I could see both guys, cause I don't think either guy is going to go down. Both guys will be swinging. They both have their cardio is in really good shape. They're in both really good shape and their cardio is not going to be an issue. So yeah, I could definitely see really a draw happening to be completely honest. But, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, no matter of, of the three options, no matter what happens, this, this fight itself is worth the 20 bucks to, of admission. Yep. Yes. Yes. Without a doubt. And, uh, yeah, there, I think we will pretty much close the show on that feeling right there because I, I completely agree. And I think, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good one. So folks, I mean, at the end of the day, there you go. There is your, uh, Ice Wars 2 preview. It is August 6th in Edmonton, Alberta from the River Creek Casino. It is on Fight TV. It is $20. Um, don't be a chiseler. It's 20 bucks. Seriously. Come on now. And, um, cause I'm going to tell all you guys right now, and there's a few of you, and I know some of you were listening. I am not going to record the fight from ringside and put it on my Facebook page just so you can watch it without paying. I am not doing that. So don't think that's really going to happen. And, uh, and I really hope anybody that's there doesn't do that. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I have bootlegged some UFC pay-per-views in my day. I'm not going to lie, but at the end of the day, that's a billion dollar company. And uh, I think they can, you know, whatever. I, I don't think they're going to be a uh, closing shop because a few people pirated their pay-per-view, but for well, t- there's, there's a difference there too, whether if, if you're going to watch it or not, I'm like, I'll watch a UFC. I'm not going to pay for it either way. If it's on, I'll watch it. But I mean, it's like you said, it's twenty bucks. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. The UFC pay per use are about fifty. Throw five bucks in. Yeah, the UFC pay per use are like fifty bucks. You know, so shoot, I think that might be seventy now. Yeah. So I mean, uh, yeah, I'm not a big UFC guy, so I'm not quite sure. But I know back in the day they were expensive. But um, yeah, I mean, we're everyone listening to this uh, is a hockey fight fan, and. We all rant and rave, and I rant and rave every friggin' Sunday episode about no one fights anymore and blah, blah, blah. Well, here's an actual hockey fighting event. I think the least we could do is support it. And Yes, sir. Yeah, and I mean, and I had, I know when I was doing the, at the last event, I was kind of live t- tweeting or live Facebooking, so to speak. I would after each fight, I'd be putting something on Facebook talking about it. And I did have a bunch of people send me private messages telling me to like, well, you only film like 10 seconds. Do the, do the whole fight. Well, no, I can tell you now that's not gonna, I'm not doing that. That's not going to happen. And, uh, yeah, quit being a cheap bastard and pay $20. Like, come on, support the event. Cause that's the problem. The more people that do the free shit, you're not going to see an ice wars three. Yep, exactly. So, you know, if you want to keep seeing fights, 
pay $20. I mean, holy shit, if you can't afford that. Yeah, like you said, get three friends. That, goddamn, it's $5 each. Really? Come on. Like, you know, so support the event. And uh, I, I think, you know, I think this is going to be really good. In all seriousness, I think this is going to be a really great event. I'm not just hyping it to hype it. I think this Cruiserweight tournament is going to be awesome. And I think the main event is going to be awesome. And, uh, you know, we'll see how some of these, uh, the unknown guys coming in. We'll see. Cause, you know, they're going to be full of piss and vinegar and they want, hey, all, cause, you know, every one of these guys coming into this tournament, all their friends and everybody is watching and no one wants to look bad and, you know, on pay per view. So they're going to be going for it. Well, when you break it down, there's what? There's, there's eight single fights. Yep. And you got the tournament, so you're at less than two dollars a fight to watch it. Yeah, like, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, there you go. It's two dollars a fight. Seriously, like that, yeah. that's got to be the best deal in any kind of combat sport pay per view. I know myself. I've spent twenty dollars on a lot stupider shit. I can tell you that. You know, so hey, you all right over there? Like, we all good? Oh yeah, we're good. No, I had to fucking take my uh, laptop charger, so I didn't want it to fry the fucking battery. Okay. Well, I'm I'm going to say right now, I really appreciate you guys coming on. And uh, I know we've talked. Uh, I don't even want to look how many hours we've yapped. Because there was a, but we had a lot of laughs before we hit record, I can tell you that. And we had a, you know. That, that is a true statement. Yeah. Verified. And it delayed my hitting record a few times, you know. Um but I want to thank you both for coming on, not only for doing the first one, but doing the second one. And, uh, and actually, and, and, you know, and I, in all seriousness, I mean, you guys have always supported the show and everything else. So I've always appreciated that. And I always enjoy having you guys on and, and, uh, we do these type of preview shows. Um, yeah, it's always a good time. So for those that are listening, uh, Alec at the five for fighting show, we got to get you back in a regular rotation once your life settles down. Cause, uh, people want to hear that too. I mean, do they, do they really though? Or um, you know, I know, I just just throwing some filler in there, saying that to be nice. Uh, I am, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I kid, but uh, yeah, no, I need to get back into the regular rotation of everything. It's just uh, closing in on a house. Our close date is August eighteenth, so we're just every day after work. Well, then that, and I've been going back and forth to Winston Salem, which is about two hours away. I've been there every day this week, so that's been fun. So it's just been hard to get time, but I appreciate you having having me on again. For the umpteenth time now, I mean, am I am I going on maybe the most returned guest? Is that a thing? I, 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 no, you know what? I think Jay might have you beat. I don't know. Yeah, because he did the season. I don't know. It's between yeah. me and Jay. It we'll is. See. That yeah. that says something about your show right there. Maybe Jay, you and I'll settle it in Ice Wars three. <laughs> yep. There we go. We'll bring plenty more Bush lattes and make this, the uh, Leaning Tower again. This will be the mega heavyweight division. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna have to. Have the, commi- the commission's gonna have to turn a blind eye for this fight. Yeah. yeah. It, well, hey, that house you're closing on—is that the one with the star room? No, not that one. Is that car- one went way fucking over for what it was listed as. Is it, is it crazy ass market? Is it the carport one? Yeah, it's the carport one. That's a nice house. I dig that. Yeah. Yeah. If, if I'm, I, I think we should we should all go down there and have Ice Wars three in the carport. I mean, you got enough room down we've there. We've already us. talked about because we got a decent yard out there, so we're talking about getting a projector and a screen. So, like when it's football season or whatever, we'll just toss on the football game with the projector out back. There we go. Ice Wars three could happen in that carport. That'd be a good one. Um, well, 
there we go, folks. Your Ice Wars 2 preview. Like I said, August 6th, River Creek Casino Fight TV pay-per-view. Order it, 20 bucks. Uh, cruiserweight tournament, eight single bouts. It's going to be a hell of a night. I'm looking forward to getting down there. I will be live tweeting and Facebooking and I will put some videos up while I'm there and I'm going to try to do some interviews while I'm there too and just kind of, you know, get guys, you know, their take on things. I want to track down a couple of the judges and talk to them about like, how are you judging this? Like what, what's your criteria and stuff? So if Mayrad's still doing, I'll, I'll get, I'll corner Dean to come back on and I'll, I'll do a video thing with him and stuff. So yeah, I'm going to be a little, for those, I'm going to be a little more aggressive this time with my coverage of it. So. Keep an eye out for that. Follow me on Facebook and on Twitter, Fourth Line Boys. But in the meantime, let's get out of here. Thank you, boys, for coming on. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys at Ice Wars 2, August 6th. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?